0: Welcome to Marketing
1: Automation Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how to build a more efficient marketing flytrap. With us today is Marwa Greaves, who is the Director of Marketing and Global Messaging at HubSpot. HubSpot is a leading CRM platform that provides software and support to help businesses that want to grow better. And their platform includes marketing sales services and website management products, That start free and scale to meet their customers' needs at any stage of growth. And outside of being a wonderful platform for marketers, they are also a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. So far for Marketing Automation Week, Marwa and I have talked about how to figure out what to automate. Some of the rules for marketing automation using email, for using bots and chat channels. And yesterday we talked about automating the marketing and sales handoff. Today, we're going to wrap up Marketing Automation Week talking about moving marketing automation outside of your country. How do you internationalize marketing automation? All right, here's the last installment of Marketing Automation Week with Marwa Graves from HubSpot. Marwa, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of Marketing Automation Week on the MarTech Podcast.
2: Happy Friday. We did it.
1: We're almost there. Don't get too excited. But look, we've covered a lot of ground. What do you automate? What are some of the primary channels that you should work with? How do you integrate your other teams into your marketing automation system? I feel like we could have landed the plane yesterday, but there's this extra level of complexity when you think about marketing automation across the globe. Something I'm sure HubSpot does a lot of. You're not only dealing with different time zones, you're dealing with different languages, you're dealing with different cultures. This all feels like it's overwhelming on top of overwhelming, which marketing automation can be in general. How do you avoid just absolutely losing your mind thinking about marketing automation around the globe?
2: We took an approach, you know, a few years back, where we would kind of create these programs for global English regions, and then we would simply localize them for non-English, and that's kind of all we could do. And as the company grew, and frankly, as we focused more on DINB and focused on creating a culture, and that means communication programs and automation programs that were more inclusive and understanding and empathetic of different cultures, different languages we built an entire international automation team um, that sits on my team that I'm so proud of that has just done really incredible work to truly understand what are the cultural differences that we need to be aware of in order to create really successful and really delightful marketing automation programs.
1: Now, I don't want to be insensitive, but part of me struggles to understand, you know, diversity, inclusion, obviously something that's incredibly important in today's world. Marketing automation, you know, what are you saying that would be exclusive, that would be divisive, that might be offensive to someone? Help me understand the parallel between diversity and inclusion in your marketing automation efforts.
2: So there are a couple examples. We talked a little bit about brand and tone of voice. And if you kind of look at the HubSpot brand and how we use our tone of voice and the tone of voice we use in our emails, it's fairly casual. If you look at a region like Japan, a lot of the emails and business communications are more formal in nature, and we actually needed to adjust our tone in terms of some of those automated emails, rather than simply just localizing what we had created in English, because the tone of voice didn't actually match how our prospects and customers were used to doing business in that region.
1: So is this simply a translation language issue, or is it actually the rules and marketing automation reaching out at this given point in a transaction in the Japanese market that you use as an example is different than the United States. We want to wait until somebody's had five clicks on the website instead of three. Are you changing marketing automation rules? Or is it just making sure that your copy is effective?
2: We're not at that level of detail yet. We have started simply with the emails that are going out and the chatbots that we're building, does our language match the expectation culturally within that region? And that's where we've started. I think that eventually over time, as the international automation team grows, we will look more closely and more deeply at, okay, well, how do people prefer to purchase? What are the payment methods that people prefer to use? One of the bigger ones that we are looking at right now is that people prefer to use WhatsApp for business in regions like Latin America. So that's a new messaging channel, a new automation channel that we are looking to roll out think an external example that I saw that was pretty eye-opening in terms of marketing automation, not actually being inclusive are filling out form fields. So somebody's last name was you, why you, they typed in that as their last name and the marketing automation form field said that it required more letters. That's obviously not inclusive of that person's last name. And so I think that's a pretty blinding example of when marketing automation, even though the intent is there can actually not be inclusive of your customers and prospects that are looking to engage with your business.
1: God, how on earth did you find that as a problem? Like what error message showed up and who caught that someone actually had a valid name that was only two characters?
2: Well, to be fair, this is something that I saw on Twitter. So this was not a HubSpot issue, but because I'm in the marketing automation world, I follow you know all of the channels and I, I read a lot of newsletters on marketing automation fails. And this was something I would seen in the wild that I wanted to make sure and say, oh God, please let me go back and check our forms and make sure that this is not an issue that we are having today at HubSpot. Luckily we're not, but something that I would encourage everybody to make sure and check their form fields after this.
1: Shout out to Marketing Automation Twitter. Are there any Marketing Automation Twitter fail handles that we should all be following that feels like it'd be a good follow?
2: I think I actually get most out of our newsletter. So the Daily Carnage is a really good newsletter that I take a look at. If you're looking specifically at technology, P-O-C-I-T is people of color in tech. I think that actually might be where I found that example. That's a great newsletter. And so those are some of the ones that I follow just to make sure, okay, as we're building out these marketing automation programs, as we are setting the example of being global first in automation, how do we truly make an inclusive automation program? And so those are some of the resources I take a look at.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X xco co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Brilliant and good catch by whoever spotted the U example When you're thinking about internationalization, we talked about the marketing automation rules, some of the language that you're passing. There's also the idea of time zones, managing that connection with sales. What are some of the challenges and how do you overcome them when it comes to actually working across the globe and integrating people into the process?
2: So this is something that we definitely have run into challenges with. I think that this is something you need to be aware of when it comes to international holidays. We definitely ran into a couple issues or even the Olympics, you know, we've run into issues with staffing and just in terms of, okay, we have actually lower engagement as the Olympics are going on. That means we have sales reps or frontline salespeople who are sitting around with no chats to take. And so it's a constant conversation with your sales team of how to properly staff and how to make sure that the volume is worth the headcount investment there. And so we've built up our frontline sales team kind of over time based on volume of where we were seeing chats come in. And I think you just need to be Again, take a look at your data, take a look at where your prospects and your customers are coming from and their expectations. Obviously, you can't always grow headcount with inbound demand, but take a strong look at what the expectations are in certain regions and where more most of that volume is coming from and where you're actually taking a hit. I mean, we saw that we were taking a big hit in certain regions like Germany and France where we weren't properly staffed. So it comes back to those shared goals with your sales team and being able to hold each other accountable and say, hey, our response rates are dipping in these two regions. What's going on? And it's because we weren't properly staffed there.
1: When you think about marketing automation internationally, have you found that different regions respond to different volumes of information? You know, Are we more understanding of receiving a high volume of information in the United States as opposed to its offensive getting a lot of communication in Latin America versus Asia versus the rest of the world?
2: I love this question and something we're taking a really close look at recently. So For example, for us, we've noticed that our German buyers are coming to us really educated, not only on our products, but also our competitor products. So our pass rates for our inbound phone line, our inbound chat channel are also actually really high in comparison to other region. So what we're doing right now is taking a look at where can we reduce automation? It seems like we can actually pass these callers and these chatters to our senior growth specialists our senior sales reps at a higher rate in other regions. So that's one region that definitely differs from North America, differs from France. Another thing that we're seeing with our LATAM prospects is they are just less familiar with CRMs. They're less familiar with what HubSpot does, our products, our product offerings. And they have different expectations when it comes to getting educated on the CRM. So we found that our LatAM prospects really like to learn via how-to videos versus us sending them off to knowledge-based articles. They like seeing videos. they like seeing case studies of companies in their region that they can relate to. So we've worked really closely with our research team to say like, not only what are the expectations of our prospects and customers here, but how do they prefer to learn? How do they prefer to buy? And then also taking a look at your data, how high are your pass rates? What is the quality of the chats and calls that you have coming in per region? Do you need to say increase automation in certain regions like we have in LATAM, where we have a ton of volume coming in at the top of the flywheel, but usually it's more from an educational perspective. So we're leading with more automation there and then actually decreasing it in regions like Germany.
1: At the end of the day, marketing automation can be very complex. First, you have to figure out what you're automating, set up the rules, figure out the communication method, figure out the copy, and that's different all around the world. Maro, as we wrap up marketing automation week on the MarTech podcast, give me some resources that people that are interested in learning more about marketing automation can go to to get up to speed with the best practices.
2: Definitely. Obviously, check out the HubSpot blog. We have a ton of information there. We have also published an offering that's called HubSpot Automation Blueprint Series. So we did this, actually, I think maybe it was even a couple months before the pandemic. Very much still applicable now. So if you take a look at that, you'll see a friendly face. I'm on there as well as we have representatives across our email team, customer support, sales, customer advocacy. It's a really great way to get started with your marketing automation programs, but also to use automation across the flywheel, across all of your internal teams.
1: Marwa, as always, HubSpot is an incredible resource, not only for CRMs, for marketing automation, but general knowledge about marketing. You are as well. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing the knowledge about how marketing automation really works. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks so much. All right. And that wraps up Marketing Automation Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marwa Greaves, the Director of Marketing and Global Messaging at HubSpot. If you'd like to get in touch with Marwa, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter, where her handle is Marwa Greaves, M-A-R-W-A-G-R-E-A-V-E-S, or you could visit her company's website, which is HubSpot.com.